Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. And today, I am not alone, and nor am I home, actually. I'm over in Spokane, Washington, which is on the other side of the state from Seattle, for those of you who have never been to Washington State, and here joining me is author Jess Walter. And your boss. <laughs> my, sort of, yeah. Yeah, and my boss. It's not sort of, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Katie's been here helping me. I have a book that's about to come out, and I have this very strange problem in these pandemic days where I can't go out and sign books as I normally do on book tour. I have to sign them before. So we had uh, about a thousand books drop on my doorstep and Katie was kind enough as my part-time sometime assistant to come over and help me get all these books signed and shipped. Right. So what that means is basically carton after carton of books, we got them out and you had to wear out your wrist while I had to find the page that you were signing. So we're basically like an assembly line of sliding books. But one of the funny things that you said was that you're signed more books by the end of this, because you still have a whole bunch more coming. You'll have signed more books than your first book sold in hardcover. Yeah, I think I'll have signed 6,000 books by the time this is done or something, or book plates, and um, and that's before the book comes out. So really, it, it really is this amazing moment where you look back and think, you know, uh, when people ask me to sign a book when my first book came out, I would almost burst into tears, you know, <laughs> you've read my book. Um, so it, yeah, it's really, really lucky place to be. And I always tell people, if you ever hear an author complain about signing books, that's a really good problem to have that people want the thing you've written but I mean it does take a certain level of perseverance how many years has it been since that first book came out and this latest one how long have you been at it wow um my first book came out in 1995 and uh I believe it's the year of our endless suffering 2020 still so um yeah it's been 25 years and and that first book that came out in 1995 was not the first year that I dreamed of being a writer or sent out short stories or anything. It was, um, that was well into the dream. So it really does take such perseverance and patience. And um, there's a great James Baldwin quote where, in which he says that writers think it's talent, but he knows the ruins of so much talent that it's really resolve and perseverance and patience. And so, yeah, it, I can really remember one of the first book signings I did, I showed up to the LA Times Festival of Books and they did it alphabetically, the signing tables. Every writer who was talking in that hour had to sit at a table and sign books. And after W, it started over again in A. It was a kind of big square. And so W, I was the last author who'd signed in that hour. And the other authors who had signed were Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, the famous basketball player, and Ray Bradbury, the famous science fiction writer. So I sat there, and there were three people in line waiting to get my signature. And I looked up, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's line went all the way around the whole big square. And Ray Bradbury's line went around the big square twice. And those three people who were waiting for me, I was like, thank you. And then the person at the LA Times Festival of Books leaned in and said, I'm sorry, we don't have any of your books. <laughs> so I signed programs, you know. But yeah, to, to think 25 years later that bookstores have ordered that many is just really, really makes you feel... Um, like 
all that work was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. How did you keep up the belief in yourself when that first book and there were only three people or even before that? It's funny. I, I think I've always thought I was better than, than the rejections and not quite as good as the fame and compliments. And so I tended to not believe either. <laughs> um, I always knew I could write. I always thought I can write books. I can write books that will entertain people and edify and hopefully reach them emotionally. I never, when the books get the great reviews that I've been getting, it always sort of humbles me and terrifies me because my imposter syndrome is so close to the surface. And I think we all know I'm not that good. I'm not that bad, but I'm not that good. Um, So I think just, you know, it's a balance that you probably have from the way you're raised, you know, that if someone at school calls you ugly, your mom tells you that you're not. And if you start thinking too much of yourself, your siblings tell you how awful you look. So uh, I think having that sort of grounding and balance, the good thing about it is it allows you to not worry too much when you're struggling. Can you tell everyone what just went by outside the window while we were talking? Yeah, a flock of uh, <laughs> lovely Spokane turkeys, the, uh, our official bird. Because um, you know we've driven all the coyotes and cougars and lynxes from this area, we have these gangs of turkeys that roam about threatening you and uh, pooping on your lawn. So. so I road tripped over here. It's about a four hour, maybe a little more drive, depending on traffic. And I've been thinking a lot about the road trip in part because I promised everyone listening ages ago that I would do a road trip show that I still haven't done. So I was thinking about, well, what would I do if I was going to do a road trip show on the way over? And I got to thinking that one of the interesting things about being on the road is that you have forward momentum. But often if you're listening to music or something like that as you're going, your mind is going back and forth in time the whole time as you're moving forward. And I think part of the reason I like it is because you have all this space to think and then you're also on the way somewhere. How do you feel about the road trip? It's funny, I don't like car trips. I never have. When I was a kid, it was dirty, dusty roads. My dad listening to country music, smoking, chain smoking Pall Malls, and I would just get car sick. And my dad was one of those classic 1970s dads who was like, we're stopping for a bathroom in the Tri-Cities and we're not stopping again until Oakland. <laughs> you know, And so, so it, um, I never really liked them. And then through most of my adult life, I have taken that four and a half, um, although I make it in just under four hours, uh, drive that you just took from, but the opposite way from Spokane to Seattle. When you have a drive that's exactly that length, I think, as you said, it's a, your mind just goes so many places. I took to opening a notebook on the passenger seat next to me and having a pen and pulling over and jotting down ideas and thoughts because as a writer or any kind of creative person, I think it frees your mind. You're captive in a place where you can't check your phone or the 538.com to see what the presidential race looks like. All you can do is is reflect on things, on the past, on, and for me as a fiction writer, on the stories I'm thinking about. So I do find it to be great time, but four hours is my ultimate limit. The Spokane to Seattle drive is exactly how far I can drive without totally losing my mind. And I loved the, your idea of road trip music, of coming up with road trip music. And I think for me, it'd be Bruce Springsteen. I would listen to the boss. He seems like great road trip music. I would want music that 
was sort of uplifting. You know, I wouldn't listen to my normal sad guy alternative music. I'd probably <laughs> listen to something a little more rousing. I am about to drive home. It's been nice to be somewhere else. I think anybody who's gotten to take some sort of away trip during this pandemic has found that just even whether or not you like a road trip or not, more people are taking them because of the pandemic and they're saying it's the safest thing to do. So I don't know, has the pandemic changed your outlook on on the road trip at all? Well, it's interesting. So this is my ninth book that's about to come out. And usually the very first thing I do is go on a book tour which is a kind of road trip and I'm going to miss it terribly. I had a zoom event last night and all of my events, um, they're going to be me in my office staring into a computer screen. And I, I have a real sense of wanderlust. I love to travel and see new places. And part of that is hopping in your car and driving to Portland or Seattle for a book event. So I'm really going to miss that. And I think it's great that you took advantage of a moment when you know, you guys could get out of town and just go somewhere. And it's one of those things we've taken for granted before that in the pandemic, we think, wow, I remember when we used to just go somewhere, when we would check into a hotel and not, you know, have to find our mask and, you know, hope that the room was clean and we'd go in a restaurant. And I hope we come out of this appreciating things like that, appreciating the good old fashioned road trip even though I still would stop more often than Tri-Cities in Oakland. Yeah, for sure. And I think there are real questions about whether or not we will travel the same when this is over. Will there be a change? Will there be environmental things that we now think about? I think about that too in liking to drive places. It's also irresponsible in its own right. Well, although not as bad as flying, not as bad as flying. I mean, that's the other thing I think of with book tours. Normally, they would be flying me to seventeen cities and talk about environmentally irresponsible. I have a feeling that the book tour might be over. You know that that once they see at a Zoom event, people can come from wherever. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think there are, we cling to some things, and I know you guys just did a show on the right side of uh, of if there is one of of this world and i think rethinking some of those things asking what makes sense but the other side of that will be if we travel less it behooves us to enjoy travel more and to make those trips count even more go the places we want to go and see the people we want to see and really make them meaningful trips well before we go do you want to tell people what the title of your new book is oh i probably should thank <laughs> Thankfully, my employee um, got a must have gotten a note from the publicist. Yeah, saying, I slid it across the table. <laughs> he, he hasn't even mentioned the name of the book. It's called The Cold Millions, and it is um, set in Spokane, in this very place we're at, not this house, but it's very town. Uh, in 1909, it's a, about uh, labor activists and the free speech riots, and it echoes in many ways the political climate that we have been in the last few years. It's very moving, and I've read multiple versions of it, and I love how it turned out. So, yeah, so much. And you were a big help. Uh, Katie was helped research and worked on it, and uh, and now has helped me sign about uh, six thousand of them to send out <laughs> to the world. So, uh, yeah. hopefully, may- maybe we'll even round one up to, because I know you give away books on the podcast sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we can even find a way to give one away. Well, maybe when you come back on to actually talk more about some of the things in that book. Thank you so much. And I guess we'll leave it there. All right. Thanks, Katie. Drive carefully. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell.
Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life. <laughs>